Love doesn't expose sin, love covers it. And we need to understand that's what people need. I love how the Lord Jesus Christ told Peter in Luke 22, 31. You're going to fall. You're going to backslide. But because I prayed for you, don't you worry about I got you covered. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor at the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as we continue a message called Getting the Backslider to Slide Forward. Pastor, I want to talk about a concept that we just heard you mentioned a moment ago, love covering sin. What does that mean? Obviously, I think those of us who are Christians understand that Christ loved us. He died for us. The blood of Christ covers our sin. But what does it mean for brother or sister to, in a sense, for their love to cover the sins of others? Uh, Well, I think it's emulating uh, what God, through Jesus Christ, has done for us. For God so loved the world that he gave Uh, So we see that this love, this unconditional love, uh, was a word that had action behind it. Mm -hmm. God so loved the world that he gave. So uh, Pastor Ford so loved Steve that he, what? What was it that Steve needed that Pastor Ford was able to provide? And he did it. Yeah. You know, James said it in in James uh, chapter... Two, he said. <laughs> he said uh, it took me a while to think of. You got there. Senior moment. You know how that goes, Steve. Give I'm getting more and more all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so as I was saying, James said uh, that uh, if your brother is destitute and naked, uh, and you say, uh, "Be filled, be warm," I'll pray for you. He says, "Your faith is null and void." Yeah. You know, so faith works if your work works. Now, he's not talking about salvation. Sure, he's talking right. about our interaction with one another, fellowship one with another. All right, so let's kind of talk about, maybe play this out a little bit with a hypothetical. Someone comes to you, pastor, they say, I struggle with alcohol. I've been sober for a number of years, fell off the wagon. What does love covering sin like that look like? Uh, well, first of all, I want to affirm him and say, wow, it's really tremendous that uh, you're coming to me and sharing that. The average believer would not do that. They keep it to themselves, and you're on the right road. So what I'd like to do is to give you some scripture that's going to help build you up in your most precious faith. I also, uh, since you came to me, uh, I'm hoping that you trust me enough that I can be your accountability partner, Hmm. that whenever the urge hits, that you'll Give me a call uh, that we'll pray together. Hey, I'll come where you are. Say say you're parked in front of a bar. You want to go in. You call me. Man, I'm parked in front of this bar. I want to go in. I'll come to you. Yeah. You see, I'll work with you. Hey, is anybody discipling you? Can I do that for you? Hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, can I invest myself in your life? That's what I think uh, love covers a multitude of sin means. And not just that. I'm not going to share that with anybody. Right. I'm going to take it to the grave. Yeah. You see, I'm not going to be telling people about what your issues are. Well, it's a great reminder as we get into today's message. If you can, join us in James chapter 5 as we continue getting the backslider to slide forward. Here's Pastor Ford. 
When I say backslider, first picture that comes to mind is usually a person who at the club or carousing or cavassieing or shacking or partying. Did you know you could be right up in here, up in here and be a backslider sitting right here? That's right. That's right. And so here now, notice what he does. Air from the truth. Here's the word. Uh, the word uh, literally means uh, a planet that has left its rotation around the sun. That's what it means. What happens to a planet that gets out of the line with the sun? Destroy. But here is the tense. It literally speaks of it happened gradually. Not all at once, but gradually. Come on, say it with me. First the devil gets a toehold. Then the devil takes a foothold. The foothold becomes a chokehold. And the chokehold becomes a stronghold. In other words, if you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. And how many of us start off, I ain't, I'm just going to do this one time. That's all. I ain't going to do it no more. This is the last time. This is the last. I ain't doing this no more. It's the last time. Anybody ever say that? Yeah. And we come to the altar. Oh, God, forgive me. And then we, we lead back. And I tell you all the time, I wish I had the feeling uh, that I had after I sinned, before I sinned. Hmm. Yeah. Now, notice something here with me. No sins are mentioned. It just says they err from the truth, all truth. Why don't you mention some sins, James? Because I might miss somebody. And there's somebody in the sanctuary that think, that don't apply to me. Yeah, you see, you know, and I know, I know, I really get on the sins of the flesh, don't I? But, but, but I need to do one, and I think I am going to do one, about jealousy, envy, backbiting, maligning, slander, gossip, division. You know, the sins that most of us are committing. Yeah, you won't steal something from a store, but you don't mind stealing another believer's reputation. Yeah, you never think of taking a pistol and murdering somebody, but you assassinate their character. And jealousy and envy and malice and backbiting. Hmm. Wait, somebody tell somebody it's tight, but it's right. So literally, because it means to drift away from the, slowly from the truth, it tells us backsliding is not an act, it's an attitude. That you backslide in your mind before you ever take your body where you're going to take it. And I told him this morning, I might as well tell you, you know, we men and women, we have differences. Men can fall into a fault because we're more eyesight than insight. So, you know, it's like, we, we ain't thinking about it. We just walking along. Boom! Man, how'd I get into this? But I'm telling you, most women, not all, if most women sin, they done thought about the whole thing. They done walked through the whole process. Nothing's taking them by. As the, the guy think he's the one that's doing it, 
and re he just, I'm your puppet, do, 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 do. He just, doop, do, do. And when we talk about, I'm preparing my messages for relationship, and one of the ones I'm going to preach is, is Proverbs chapter 5, where you had this woman, a church-going woman, uh, who had set up this man that was called a fool, that, that he was so foolish that, that she just pulled him into the web, and he was caught before he even knew it. I'm going to show you how she walked that joker through there and put him in that trap. He's struggling, and the more he struggles, the more she weaving. And so, yes, we can get away. Let me drop these on you. Let me drop these on you real quick. Let me do this. If you're taking notes, I'm going to give them to you. Look at Lot. It don't happen all at once. 1310, he saw. And see what the eyes desire, the heart will capture. And so he saw. Then, verse 11, he chose. The attitude preceded the act, but now the heart was in Sodom long before his body ever got there, and so now he chooses. I, I was talking to a sister, and she said, you know, Pastor, I just got to tell you how I got victory, how the Lord gave me victory, how he gave victory. Well, you know, he tried to step to me. I get his swerve on. I said, speak to the hand. My soul don't understand. I got a man. His name is Jesus. I said, that's a powerful testimony. Thank you, Pastor. I just wanted to share with you. I said, but let me say this now. And I ain't trying to hate on your testimony. But that was somebody you didn't want, wasn't it? Well, well, yeah. Well, tell me about somebody you did want that you did that to. See, 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 I don't want to hear about somebody you don't want. Yeah, I told her. I told her, get the step in. I, you know, look at me. I don't. No, no. Tell me about the one you've been dreaming about. He's six foot tall. He weighs 170 pounds, all hunk, the same color that you like, whether it's mocha chocolate or, or Hershey chocolate. You know, he's got muscles ripping everywhere, a six pack that you can see through that T-shirt that he got on. You know, and he's walking towards you. He got all his teeth and he's smiling. <laughs> He just stepped out of Mercedes. <laughs> Bling it. And, 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 and looks up at you and says, baby, baby, here I am. You know, let's get it together. Let's get it on. And, and tell me now how you said, speak to the hand. My, oh, here she come. Just like you like them. She walking towards you. And she, she got everything you like, every place you like it. And she come up saying, I'm your baby tonight. Yeah, walk away from that. Get the victory on that. <laughs> and so Lot saw, Lot chose. Then it says he pitched his tent. That's the third step. It's the first outward indicator of being backslidden, but it's the first step because uh, the tent uh, was pilgrim heritage, and now he pitched it towards Sodom. Then Genesis 14, 12, he's living in a house. Then in Genesis 19, he's an alderman in the city. He didn't happen all at once. Write these down if you're taking notes. Then he talks about the responsibility to the backslider. I'm going to summarize this. Everybody say it with me. Carefrontation. It's a word that I coined. Carefrontation. Care, confrontation. Carefrontation. I care enough to confront. 
So he says, look what you've done. I don't have time to give you all the exposition of it, but let me just read it to you. He says, he says, and one convert him. He's not talking about in justification. He's talking about in sanctification. He's not talking about redemption. He's talking about your fellowship, not relationship, your fellowship. He says, you convert the sinner from the error of his ways. And so here he's saying, listen, you have a responsibility. It's more than getting somebody told. You're like the four guys who brought their friend to Jesus. Do we call people who are missing that we know are missing? Listen, here's what I find. If there are 10 people who are missing and they've been missing for a while and me and Pastor Lyles, we call them. We call them uh, AWOL, absent without leave. And uh, we call them. If we call 10 people, nine will be in church the next Sunday. That's the truth. You know, Pastor Lyles didn't believe us. I said, come on, I'm going to show you. And, I'm gonna, and we call people, and I'm telling you, the majority of them come. And you know what they say? Thanks for calling, because I didn't think anybody cared about me. Because I've been gone for five weeks, and you're the first one I heard from. And then some of them even say, and I was supposed to hear from you earlier than that, because you're my pastor. You know what I say? Pastor Strader, sure you're right. Who's your elder? <laughs> Amen. And so he says, we are not to rejoice in their falling, but to restore them from falling. And so we need to pray for them and not make them someone uh, that we put on the prayer list. What a great truth that is. I mean, why do we ever have any sort of church discipline? Why do we call people to confess their sins to get right so that they can be restored? You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, and I know sometimes one of the relationships that can get strained is marriage. And Pastor Ford is passionate about marriages and relationships, and he's written a number of books about that. You can check those out when you come to the website, treasuredtruthradio.org. Click on the Books by Pastor Ford link on the left side of the homepage. You'll see the different titles available as a paperback or in an ebook format. Again, come to treasuredtruthradio.org and click on the link, Books by Pastor Ford. Back to the message. Here is Pastor Ford. Now, I got to share this with you. Here is the result of backsliding. You say, what is the result, Pastor Ford? He says, whenever a backslider is not restored, they commit the sin unto death. Let's walk through. Let's walk through. Look at 1 Corinthians 11. Come on, walk with me. Walk with me. Open your Bibles or pull up your app. 1 Corinthians 11. Now, listen to this. 1 Corinthians 11. This is about the Lord's Supper. Verse 28. But let a man, that's man, woman, boy, girl, examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself. Is he talking to believers? Yes. And he says, you eat what? Damnation. I thought you can't be damned because you're already saved. You can't be damned in justification, but you can be damned in sanctification. That is, you can live such a raggedy life that you do not bring glory to Jesus Christ and still be a believer. And what will happen is God will, will, will take your life physically and save your soul eternally. Okay, I'm going to show you. He says, for this cause many are weak. That's the first step in the sin unto death, where you get weak spiritually and sickly among you, then physical, and many sleep, die. You come to communion. You was just at the club. You made it rain. You dropped it like it's hot, you know, and then you come to communion, and, and you're looking all holy and everything, and he said, you know what? I'll kill you for that. I'll kill you for that. 
you are not discerning the Lord's body. What does that mean? That means you are taking what I did for granted and I ain't going to have it. Yeah, don't perpetrate with me. And God says that there are some people, first you get sick spiritually, then you get sick physically, and then you die. Now, watch this. Turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Turn back to 3. Real quick, come on. Verse 11, for other foundation can no man lay that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire. Is this the fire of hell? No, it is not. It's the fire of the judgment seat of Christ. Read the context. Read the rest of the context. They said, it shall be revealed by fire, and fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. So here's talking about everything we, be, we did as a believer. He is going to examine it by fire. So wood, hay, and stubble are the things I did as a Christian that I didn't do for the glory of God is going to burn up. Gold, silver, precious metal is everything I did with the right motivation to glorify Jesus Christ. So we talked about that before. Listen to what he said. If any man's work abide, which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. So you could get a reward. If any man's work shall be burned, he shall suffer loss. Loss of what? Reward, not redemption. He shall be saved, yet so as by fire. You see that? That's a believer who doesn't live right, and God kills them, takes them home, they have no reward in heaven. How many crowns can we get? Five. That's right. Uh, look at 1 Timothy, real quick. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 19. Listen to this. Holding faith in a good conscience, which some have put away concerning faith, has made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Turn to 1 Corinthians 5. Come on, one more, one more. 1 Corinthians 5, real quick. In 1 Corinthians 5, there's a believer who's sleeping with his stepmother. Here's what Paul said. He said, verse 1, it's commonly reported that there's fornication among you, and such fornication is not even named among the Gentiles that one should have his father's wife. So this boy is sleeping with his daddy's wife, his stepmother. And he said, you're puffed up and have not rather mourned that he that done this deed might be taken away from among you. So he said, you know, deal with this. Don't, don't just let this kind of stuff happen in the church. Don't be saying nothing. So then verse 4, jump to verse 4. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, when you are gathered together and my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ. What do you do with this person when they refuse to repent? It's habitual, it's public, it's known, and it's unconfessed. Here's what you do. Deliver such a one unto Satan. Why? For the destruction of the flesh. What's the result? That the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. See what he says? That he's not living right. The church has the power to take his hedge of protection from around him or her. And so the devil can get to them and the devil can destroy them, but cannot touch their spirit. Amen. It's called the sin unto death. One more. First John. One more. First John. That's the epistle of John. That's in the back before you get to Jude. Okay. First John. Here's what John says. Listen to this. 1 John 5, look at verse 16, 1 John 5, 16. If any man see his brother sin a sin which is not unto death, he shall ask and he shall give him life for them that sin not unto death. There is a sin unto death. I do not say that he shall pray for it. They say, when is it? Ananias and Sapphira, they, they saw what happened with Barnabas. Barnabas had some property. He sold it, gave it to the apostles, and uh, they called his name and put his name in the bulletin and then had a brick and put his name in a brick on the church wall. 
And uh, they said, hmm, shoot, I want a brick. I want them to call my name from the pulpit. So let's sell our property. But we ain't got to give them all the money. We just give them part of it. And so the Holy Spirit said, uh, they said they gave you all. They didn't. They lied. And Peter said, uh, you said you sold this property for $40,000. Uh, is that all you got from it? Yeah, we gave it all to you. No, you didn't. You got 60. You lied to the Holy Ghost. Boom. Right upside their head. They died. Then it says, uh, the wife wasn't there. She came in and Peter said, did you do it for this much of money? She said, yeah. Boom, she dead. And it says the whole church feared because God killed them too. They committed the sin unto death. God took their physical life. They are believers. Now, you say, you say, why doesn't he tell us what the sin unto death is? I'll tell you why. Because some people can do some things and God not punish them and the same time he punished you for what you did. I'll give you a classic example. Uh, uh, back at home, there was a preacher at one of the churches and this, everybody talks about this story. And he had a girlfriend and a wife and he put his girlfriend on the front bench with his wife. He had three, three children by his wife and he had four children by his girlfriend. He was down in Florida and uh, 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 he was on a golf course and it was, it was an 80, 80 something degree day down, down in Florida. He raised up his club and lightning came from the sky, struck him and he died. And in my hometown of Pittsburgh, you mentioned his name and everybody said, yeah, God killed him. They still today, that happened now almost 30 years ago. And still today, if you mention that, people who know say, yeah, God got him. Well, what about some of my other preacher friends? They going right along. Some of them never even had to sit down. God, you let them get away with that? Hey, don't you try it. Here it is. Here it is. Here's the end. Here's the last one. The fifth reason why uh, we ought to. The restoration of the backslider. Listen to what he says. He just uses the word restore. It means to set a broken bone. It means it's going to be painful, but the person is allowed uh, to, to get back in fellowship with God. Boy, I tell you what. Write this down. Proverbs 10, 12. 1 Peter 4, 8. Here's what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 4. In verse 8, listen to what he says. He says, and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Yeah. Yeah. Love doesn't expose sin, love covers it. Yeah. And we need to understand that's what people need. I love how the Lord Jesus Christ told Peter in Luke twenty-two thirty-one, you're going to deny me, but I already pray for you. And when you're converted, strengthen your brothers. You're going to fall. You're going to backslide. But because I prayed for you, because I covered you, don't you worry about I got you covered. Question on the floor is, will you cover someone when you don't need it so that at least you'll have somebody to cover you when you do need it? A helpful way to wrap up this message, getting the backslider to slide forward. A look at James chapter 5, verses 19 and 20. And if you want to go back and listen to today's broadcast again, or maybe the previous few days in the short little series, come to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org. You can stream the program or download an MP3 for free. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. Now, whether you listen online, on our app, or by podcasting the program, or just over the radio, 
We want to let you know that this broadcast is made possible because of your generosity. To those of you who have given in the past and maybe are one of our regular giving partners, a huge thank you for doing that. We're able to bring you this teaching each day because of your help. And if you've never given a gift before, I want to encourage you to give a gift of support today. By doing so, you'll make sure that the program remains here each and every day, not only for you, but maybe for others in this area who can't give. If you'd like to give a gift of support, come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on the Donate button. There you can give an ongoing gift each and every month, or you can give a one-time gift. Again, come to treasuretruthradio.org and click on Donate. Thanks for doing that. Thanks also for praying for us. And thanks to our producers, Amy Rios and Ryan McConaughey. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.